Welcome to Thrive in Design, a podcast about making money in beautiful interiors as it relates to product-based businesses in the interior design industry. Each week, we'll discuss innovative strategies on how to approach product development and design sales in a shifting market. I'm your host, Nicole Lachey-Ben. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Thrive in Design podcast, and I'm super excited about today's episode. We're going to talk about so many things related to branding, design thinking, and today we have Rena Williams as a guest on the show. Rena Williams is a brand image coach and consultant with over 15 years of experience in strategic branding and marketing. Through her company, Rena T. Williams Consulting, Rena helps professional, high-achieving women elevate their brand so they can increase their pricing and attract their ideal clients. After co-founding her own lifestyle brand, Serene T, Rena knew that other entrepreneurs needed help with positioning their brand to attract the right opportunities. Rena focuses on infusing personality into brands, enabling them to be authentic and relatable. Her coaching and consulting techniques are driven by data, strategy, and innovation, positioning her clients to be the premier and obvious choice for their clients. Rena has a BS in marketing from Hampton University and an executive MBA from Kennesaw State University. Aside from working with clients and running her business, Rena enjoys traveling, dining out at the many unique restaurants in Atlanta, and spending time with her two daughters and husband of 11 years. So welcome to the Thrive and Design podcast, Rena. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yes, I'm super excited. So tell me more about your career path. What led you down the road to start your own consulting business? Like, tell me all the things. Well, you know what? It's been a long road coming. So I have over 15 years of experience in in the corporate space. And a while ago, I started a a high-end tea brand with my sister called Seren Tea. And this came from us experiencing afternoon tea in different places. She had to move to London for her job. And she fell in love with going to afternoon tea there. I would go visit her and I loved it as well. And we fell in love with the overall experience. So from there, we were like, well, you know, what if we launched our own tea brand? We didn't see any tea brands that catered to our demographic then. So we decided to start our own. And it took a ton of research. I want to say I was in Google University. So, you know, social media wasn't popping then when it came to like all the coaches and consultants online now. So we had to do, we had to do all the work ourselves. So we gained a lot of traction and were really able to position our brand in the luxury goods market. We got placement into different boutiques in the Lowe's Atlanta Hotel. We partnered with Saks Fifth Avenue. We did some high-end events. So it was such an amazing experience, but it got to a point in time where we knew we needed to take our business to the next level. We didn't have the proper advisors. We didn't know what to do. So we decided to say farewell to the business and then just go about our lives. I went back to school then had babies, my sister had babies, decided to to keep climbing the corporate ladder. But that fire never left me. You know, that that fire for serenity and entrepreneurship 
it never left me. And I was constantly thinking about what if or things we could have been done that we could have done differently. During grad school, as I'm learning more about strategy, I was just thinking like, tag, we should have done this or we could have done that. From grad school and my corporate career, being in branding and marketing, I decided to really bridge the two and focus hard on brand strategy. And I just noticed that that's something that entrepreneurs don't do. They aren't aware of it. So I decided to become that person that I know that we needed back then. And here I am. Yeah, awesome. So I have so many questions off of that, (laughs) that you just said. Okay. So when you started that first company, what were some of the things that you had to research to figure out how you could fill in the gap in the space? So I'll start with that. I had to research everything. Okay. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I fought for our trademark and got it approved. Like I had to do that myself. I had to research T10s from China, get those shipped over here. I had to work with the designer to develop our website, our logo our packaging and coordinating between the designer and the the tin supplier to get our designs imprinted on the tins, researching the trade shows to attend, doing a bunch of sales. I was going door to door doing sales. People started calling me the tea pusher. (laughs) it It was insane. Yeah. I was going in door to door. I mean, to different businesses. So high end boutiques, that I thought that our teas would, that it would complement their store. I went to different boutiques and went to department stores selling our teas. So it was a ton of research that was involved and then just thinking about the pricing and how we want to brand this. So uh, the research was all over the business. Right. And so after you walked away from the business, you went back to school and started having all of these aha moments of what you could have done differently. What mm-hmm. were a few of those that stood out to you? Like, man, I wish I would have done this. What, were, what are some of those things? Okay, prime example, starting with the, the product that we introduce. okay? And really understanding your target market. So we introduced loose leaf tea in like eight ounce tins, okay? So the people who came to know us, you know, they weren't avid tea drinkers. So the process wasn't as easy for them. So I'm like, dad, we should have done like some tea sachets or a gift set, something like that. Okay. That's number one. Number two is really that brand strategy part, because that's the foundation of your company. And it makes sure it ensures that every decision that you make in your business is aligned so that you aren't all over the place. We announced another part of our company where we wanted to start doing events and it was called Seren Life. And the tagline for Seren Life was tea, fashion, life. We loved it, okay? However, we were not some fashionistas. Like, you know, I like to say we have style, but like the fashion part, that did not really match us. You see what I'm saying? We were the face of the company, but when it came to that part, we should have inserted more of ourselves into the business. You see what I'm saying? And then that deep dive strategy, really getting to know our customers and what it is that they want and developing that relationship too. Okay. I love it. And you said something really key there in terms of like getting to know your customers and developing what they want. 
so many different companies, whether it be in the interior design industry that I focus on or, you know, teas or physical products. It's really about focusing on your customer and serving their needs. And I love That's that. That's right. I love that. So now that you have your own consulting company, uh, what specific industries do you focus on? So the industries are so broad. And when it comes to, you know, you hear everybody say niche down. I niche down when it comes to what it is that my that my client wants and what it is that they are currently going through in their business. So the industries range. I've worked with someone in the mental health industry, food and beverage, personal finance, nonprofit. So the industries range because as far as a brand strategy, it applies to any industry. Anybody can benefit from having a brand strategy. So I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I only need something like that if I have a product or if I'm a B2C company. And it's like, no, every company needs a brand strategy. So that's the part that I really focus on. And then from there, once we get the brand strategy part, then we really focus on how we're infusing that into your company. And just, you know, bringing yourself to the forefront, making you extremely visible to your clients. Okay. So for those of uh, the people who are listening and they're like, okay, brand strategy, I need it, but give it to us in layman's terms. What exactly is a brand strategy? Why do people need it? Okay. So excellent question, because a lot of people don't understand what it is or why it's needed. So I'll just let you know that every major corporation or every major business has a brand strategy, okay? These businesses have entire brand teams. You got a brand team and then you have a marketing team, okay? So the brand team is the team that really develops like the purpose, mission, and values for for the overall brand, the overall company. It brands the company. It gives it its tone of voice. It develops the personality, the characteristics, all of that stuff. So all of that goes into your brand strategy. But what I do for my clients is really help them bring their personal brand to the forefront. Because I find that a lot of the women, well, all the women who have come to me, they are highly skilled, years of experience in their, in their industry. They have, most of them have advanced degrees or certifications but they haven't really branded themselves and people don't know how much value they bring to the table. So I'm like, let's move that to the forefront and infuse all of your your background, your experiences, your expertise, your lifestyle into your business. And that's what makes you unique. So my brand strategy process or formula is it's unique to me. It's unique to what I've developed in my framework. So yes, you have the core components that you see, you know, the companies using, but I developed it to be unique to my framework, what it is that I have to offer so that my clients can really be able to position themselves and differentiate themselves in their industries. That's awesome. And it's so interesting you say that because I was just hosting a webinar right before our call. And most of the women who were on the webinar were sales reps. So they represent different interior product companies and they've Mm -hmm. been trying to figure out like, okay, I cannot connect with my clients anymore because I was so used to doing 
in-person interactions with them before the pandemic. And so they're like, you know, I don't know how to get in front of them. Like they don't want to see the product. I'm like, okay, well, how about you focus on you as a brand, your unique value and what you can bring to the table. So it's so interesting that we're having this conversation now because now I can point them in the direction of this podcast to hear more about your process. Speaking of process, so break down your specific brand elevation framework. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the first part is really defining your brand image. And that's why I call myself a brand image coach. And the difference between your brand image and your brand identity is your brand image is how you are perceived in the market. It's how people perceive you. Okay. So a lot of people say, you will hear a lot of people say, or a lot of experts say, you don't have control of how you're perceived. Your brand identity is how you want to be perceived. So that is your logo, your website. It's what you're putting out there. You say, oh, I want to be perceived as a luxury brand. I'm going to have this nice logo design. I'm going to have a high-end website. That's how you want to be perceived. But I like to focus on the brand image. And you hear what people say is what's on the inside that counts. That's what's in here. I like to call it your brand heart. Because that's what gives you meaning. That's what breathes life into your business, okay? And so that part is often neglected. I love using um, Chick-fil-A as an example. You know, when I've I've asked my clients or asked people, so what do you love about Chick-fil-A? No one says, oh, I love the logo. I love the cows. That's not why you eat at Chick-fil-A. You eat at Chick-fil-A because of the brand image, the overall experience that they are able to deliver to you. You think good food, good quality, they're efficient, they're polite, you know, the customer service, that is all developed in their brand's image. I find that oftentimes that part is really neglected in companies, especially small businesses, because they're so focused on the outward appearance. But if you want to be positioned as a high-end brand, You have to make sure that you have a solid foundation. And that starts with your brand's image. For Chick-fil-A, I used to, in a job that I had back in the day, I managed a Chick-fil-A account. So I went to the headquarters. I met Truett Cathy. I met his sons. And when I tell you they live their brand image, when, when we first walked in the building, the receptionist stopped us and prayed with us. I was like, like, it was, it was just an amazing experience. And the owner of the company, Truett Cathy, his sons all came up to us. I got one of his books, but just shook our hands, having conversation. And you could just see that they really cared about their company with their clients, you know, who they did business with. And that is truly reflected in the experience that you get from visiting a Chick-fil-A. The brand elevation framework that you have is centered in the brand image or what you call the brand heart or the heart of the brand. So the first part is defining your brand image. Then we work on innovating your offering. And so that's what I love to help my clients do because first we're going to work on that brand image. And that's like a deep dive into you and into who your clients are. So we study your clients, your ideal clients, what it is about them. How can you serve them at the highest level of value? What are some things those clients need that they've never even spoken to you? And so we take all of that information and we innovate your offering. 
my clients that come to me, they already have an offering out there, but we're going to make it much, much better. And from there, we're going to increase their pricing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because now we define your image, your brand image. We've done that work on the brand strategy part. Now we're focused on your offering, packaging up to deliver and to serve your clients at the absolute highest level. And it's extremely unique to you because it's based on your brand image, your brand strategy. And then from there, we focus on your brand experiences. And that's all about creating a marketing roadmap for your business. So what are the best channels for you? What type of experiences are you creating for your clients? I like to focus a lot on collaborations. I believe in operating in your zone of genius, but if you want to serve your clients well, you are bringing other people in who can who can help your clients in ways that you are not. But we want to make sure it's a good fit for you and a good collaboration. So yeah, the last part we focus on is those is the overall brand experience that you're bringing to your clients. Okay, I love it. Brand image or the heart of your brand. I'm innovating your offer and then the overall experience in terms yes. of that marketing roadmap. So give me some examples of clients from different industries that you worked with. Like how have you transformed them from, you know, from start to finish as you're working through that framework? Absolutely. So one of my most favorite clients to talk about. So this client came to me, she's a mental health therapist. Okay. And she knew that she wanted to make a bigger impact with her business. She saw me online talking about branding, still didn't really understand it, but she knew that I talked about that a lot and she didn't know where to begin. She felt stuck. She knew she wanted to make more money. She knew she wanted to do something different in her business. She had been a mental health therapist for over 10 years, certified, hadn't really put herself out there online as at all, did not have an established brand, okay? Especially online brand. That's something that she wanted to do. So we went through the process and I took her through my framework and we did that brand image part. Listen, she's a mental health therapist and she told me that she felt exposed. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a ton of questions and a ton of finding. And my job as a coach is to ask you a ton of questions because we all have the answers within us. We need somebody to bring it out. So one question would lead to the next. And that question would lead to another question. And I'm asking why? Well, how do you feel about this? Well, what happened during that time? Well, how does that relate to your clients? When it comes to like that brand image process, it's we're going back and forth. So we're working on one part, we get down to the next. And I'm like, okay, well, I want you to think about what was said up here. How can you connect the two? Okay, so it really is a deep dive experience. So because of that, she was able to come up with an amazing framework for her clients through that experience I took her through and she's launching a life coaching business. So she was able to come up with this framework for her client and the framework when she sent it to me, because we did the work and I said, okay, I want you to start building your framework and I want you to reference your lesson sheets and see how we put this together. What she sent to me, I was absolutely blown away. And I asked her, I said, would you have been able to do this without doing the work of your brand image? And she said, absolutely not. She right. said, but it all came from me. 
It all came from within. And she said, this is highly unique to me. Nobody else can copy that framework. Mm-hmm. Even if she gave them the blueprint, they could not deliver it the way she does because it's based on her. It's based on her, her background, what she experienced in life, her personality, and how she's able to help transform her clients. Okay. Right. So that's why I, I stress the importance of, and I'm like, once you do that work, that branding work, your offering is going to be out of this world because it is, it's designed for a specific client and it's a true reflection of you. So nobody else can deliver it the way that you can. And I tell people like, that's what makes you unique. So because of that, she is showing up confidently online now. And I tell people like, before my clients come to me, they, they not showing up. I'm like, these women, highly skilled and experienced women, and I, they're hiding behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But now they know that unique value that they have to offer and they are showing up in their business. Yeah, I love all of that. That's so good. Yeah, I cannot wait for the women who I just met with to listen to this episode because I know they're going to get so much out of it. And I know we also talked a little bit about how you've helped specifically an interior design company rebrand that. So talk talk to me a little bit about that experience and how you transformed that brand. Yeah. So as far as interior design is concerned, like I said, I talked to, this applies across any industry. And so this was more of like a consultation, but just talking to them about bringing yourself, your personal brand to the forefront of your business, because people want to get to know you. People want to know who you are. And listen, especially from the times that we've been in, humans want to have an emotional connection with other humans. And the more authentic you are, the more of yourself that you can be, you're going to establish that emotional connection. So with this particular person, that's something that I was just encouraging her to do. And she was able to show up confidently in her business and do things that reflected her. Because listen, we're we're all on social media, mm-hmm. right? And imposter syndrome is real. Comparison is real. It, you know, it gets hard not to fall into that trap. But when you know who you are, and you are very clear on that high level of value that you're able to deliver, you're not going to get caught up in comparing yourself with anybody else because you're clear on the direction that you're going in. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like to help my clients do, get extremely clear. I tell my clients, like, especially people my age, like, we didn't grow up on social media. All of this was not available. We went to college graduated from college. They said, go work that good corporate job. We have stability, you know, not really wanting to give that up. So you find a lot of women like us who, who are shrinking. They aren't used to like putting all that out there, but I'm like, in today's age, you better get comfortable with it. You better get extremely comfortable. So my job is to help you really refine your brand so that you can show up confidently. Right. And what I also hear you saying is like, it's really about one clarity, right? Getting confidence and then getting comfortable with sharing that brand story, right? Because it's deeper than just saying, okay, 
this is my brand image, this is my offering, this is my pricing and, you know, an experience, but it's really coming from within, like you said, in so many different parts of your framework. It's that Absolutely. confidence that's coming from within. And I hope that so many women get to build that up, especially in this day and age, as we're trying to be more entrepreneurial or walk in our purpose or, right. you know, excel, even if it's at work, you know, in a corporate, yeah. in a corporate setting. I love that. I love all of this, Raina. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to dive in a little bit before we wrap up into brand experiences, because you touched mm-hmm. on that. So how could a company or even someone with a personal brand audit, whether or not they actually need to elevate their brand experience? Whether they need to elevate their brand experience. So I tell people, you need to listen to your clients. You're constantly doing market research. And uh, I just hosted an Elevate Your Brand Challenge where I went live with four women, not four women, but over four days with a group of women to help them, uh, give them tips on how to elevate their brand. And one thing I was talking to them about when it came to the brand experience is that you got to start turning on your listening ears. You know, what we heard in school and listen to your, you're listening differently. You are listening for that underlying message. Whenever I'm speaking to somebody about business, I'm always listening for something like, what are they struggling with? How can I help them? Because look, I want to be that person to help make their lives easier. And I feel like that's how every business owner should think. How am I making my client's life easier? How am I taking the guesswork out, the guesswork out for them? How am I helping to eliminate like the decisions that they have to make? So I believe everybody can elevate their brand experience. That's an ongoing process. Like you don't develop your brand experience and then it's just done. Right, right. <laughs> to evolve. That's something you're going to continue to work on based on your client's needs and on what you can deliver. So I was explaining to this group of women recently that your brand, you have your brand image for your brand experiences and you have your brand identity. So, you know, I just explained the difference between those two. For your brand image, as it comes to your brand experiences, That's like what's happening on the inside of your company, the process that is like working with them. What is the communication like? You know, are they waiting a long time to get information from you? Are you following up within enough time? Is it a smooth process? You know, are you taking the guesswork out for them? So how are you helping them uh, get that desired result? I bring in my corporate experience into my business. So when you're going through my course and doing my worksheets, everything is very organized and laid out. I don't overwhelm you with a lot of information because look, that's part of me. That's part of my personality, part of my experiences. I don't do well with information overload. So you're not going to get information overload from me. I'm going to give you a succinct amount of information, what you need so you are able to accomplish the task. We're going to move on to the next thing. Okay, so everything is organized and detailed. The um, interaction with my website, how I'm showing up on social, what are the things that I'm talking about? With Serenity, we focus a lot on brand experiences. That's where we partner with Sats and did the tea bars. We are serving their, their customers' tea in store. We partner, partner with art galleries, different boutiques. 
for this unique tea experience. We had a partnership with Georgia Crown. They are providing us with alcohol to infuse into our teas. We started doing tea cocktails. That was part of the overall brand experience to really entertain our clients. It applies to any industry. Anybody can provide a great brand experience to their clients. And I know that that involves going the extra mile, which is why I say I only focus on high-end brands, premium brands who actually want to do that. Right. And one thing too that you said throughout our conversation is it's important to listen to your customers. And I Mm -hmm. find that as a part of design thinking too, it's really focused on going in with a blank slate to understand customer pain points and then designing a solution around that. So I know that design thinking is something that you find really interesting and important, but how are you weaving it into how you're working with your clients, how you're coming up with, helping them coming up with their offers and different things like that? I learned about design thinking probably, gosh, it's been a couple of years ago now. And I just thought it was really interesting. And I decided to weave this into my framework because, you know, the first part is like that immersion part identifying what the problem is. So I do that in two ways. Identify what is going on with my client and helping them identify the problems that their clients are facing or that their ideal clients are facing. So that's when we do that deep dive, okay? That's the the whole brand strategy part. And then coming up with the solutions for them. So it's like, how can we take what your clients are experiencing and come up with the high-end solution for them? What are some things that we can tweak and what you're currently offering for them? So it's really getting to know that client and coming up with the high-end solution for them, again, based on what you can provide, okay? Because I'm not telling my clients, oh, you got to go out and learn a new skill set. No, we're going to work with what you have and develop a high-end solution for that and then putting it into practice putting that out there. How are you promoting yourself? And then I always believe in tweaking as well. So after I work with the client, I'm going through and tweaking the process. What should have been done differently? How can I better serve them in this area? So when it comes to that design thinking part, that's another element that's ongoing too. Right. It's constant, like iterating your ideas and refining um, as you're going along, which also ties into what you're talking about in terms of elevating the experience, right? Tell me if people wanted to work with you, right? What are some of your core offers at Rena T. Williams Consulting? I launched a group coaching program. So it's something that I'm very excited about. So it's an intimate and immersive experience. And I say intimate because it's a combination of group and one-on-one coaching. I love working alongside my clients, helping them really get down and strategize. And I know a lot of people still like that one-on-one touch so we can really deep dive on that on their business, but they like that community aspect. It's a 12-week group coaching program. I take them through my entire framework. The first part is a mini brand course for, so for them to you know really get that brand strategy down. But the rest of that, we are like working and implementing. You have a business meeting coming up. Okay, great. These are the types of things that you're going to offer. This is what you're going to provide for your clients. So we are implementing in real 
time. Okay. So that's the group coaching program. It's the brand elevation accelerator. The wait list is now open for that. And then clients work with me via VIP days. That's something else that I enjoy as well. Awesome. And if people wanted to connect with you online, I'm definitely going to drop everything in the show notes, but where would you like them to find you? You can find me at renatwilliams.com. That is my website. You can get information on how to work with me. Please follow me on IG at Rena T. Williams. I'm posting on IG daily. I'm in my stories. That's where I'm posting a lot of updates. So the links that I'm posting on IG are always up to date. And then on Clubhouse, I have been on Clubhouse making ways lately. So I'm on Clubhouse at Rena. T. Williams. And those are the main channels where you can find me. Awesome. Well, Rena, this has been amazing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I've loved learning about, you know, how you got started in entrepreneurship, how that kind of shaped how you approach consulting today. Even your framework is awesome and how you weave in design thinking into that. So thank you so much for sharing today. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for joining us this week on Thrive in Design. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Thrive in Design. And for more strategies on how your product company can innovate in the interior design industry, head to training.thriveindesign.co. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to create captivating content. See you next week.